how many kids here are, say, between the ages of 3 and 12? Put your hands up. If you're over 3 and under 12, that's about the good age range. Do you guys all want to come up here and sit in the front row here and sort of here? Yeah, come on up here because I'm going to talk mainly to you guys. I want you to be able to see the screen because I'm going to put scripture up there. But if you're between the ages of, say, 2 or 3 and 12, you come up here. The other caveat is you have to behave. If you're going to misbehave, go back and sit with your parents. Let them deal with you. (laughs) So, how many people have opened gifts already? Oh, just got the gifts from Santa. You haven't opened all your gifts. But they're still gifts, yeah. So you've opened some gifts already, right? And how many, uh, you can put your hands down now. And how many of you were not supposed to open your gifts, but you've already opened your gifts? Oh, they're all good kids. Oh, one. <laughs> Uh-oh. Oh, yeah? How many of how many of you, yeah? He's back there. Oh, he's too old. Yeah, he's too old. Yeah. Yeah. So, so for, for you who opened your gift that you weren't supposed to, do your parents know that you've opened the gifts that you weren't supposed to? Oh, okay, that's good. <laughs> they do now, exactly. And are you done all your Christmas shopping? I hope so, because it's a little late if you're not. Oh. <laughs> well, this morning, most of you have already got all your gifts, right, which is pretty exciting, and some of you may not have yet, but... Uh, But now that you have your gift, what happens next after you have your gift? The gift is finally given. Yes, what happens next? You play with it, exactly. Yeah, if it's a toy. But what else? What else could you do with a gift? Mm -hmm. Depends what kind of gift it is. What if it's a music? What if it's a musical instrument? You build with it, yeah. Yeah. You could... A book, you read it, exactly. That's a good one. You... If it's a video game, you play it. If it's an instrument, you play it. Right. What if it's a puppy? What if it's a puppy? You play with it. Yeah, you spend time with it. Exactly. So when you get the gift, then you actually you actually use the gift correctly. Exactly. Exactly. And if they're clothes, what do you do with clothes? You wear them. Yeah. So when we think about so when we think about gifts the thing that brings glory to a gift or the thing that appreciates a gift is the fact that it's used right it brings glory or it's appreciated or the gift sees appreciation and the giver what if you got a gift and you just sort of left it in under your bed immediately or played with the box that it came in right yeah it would be sad wouldn't it imagine if your grandpa gave you a gift and you just ended up playing with the box that it came in and the gift just ended up under the couch. That wouldn't be very good, would it? That wouldn't that would not appreciate the gift or the giver. Exactly. Yeah, that'd be he'd be sad, wouldn't he? Yeah. So make sure everybody, when you get your gifts, you I hope you already did this, but if you haven't already, make sure you thank everybody who gave you a gift. Send them a card or give them a hug or say thank you for the gifts. But the last two weeks, if you guys have been in church, the last two weeks we've been considering the gift that God gave us, right, in Jesus. And we've been talking about Jesus as a gift. 
And of course, it's Christmas Day, so that's what we celebrate today, that God gave us Jesus, and that was his gift. And it's a great thing to think about God giving a gift and Jesus being the gift and us receiving the gift of Jesus. But what if we receive the gift of Jesus and then never spent time with him, never read him like a book, never put him on like clothes, never spent time with him like a puppy? Oh, let's find out whether we can or not. Maybe we can put him on like clothes and read him like a book. But how do you think God would feel if he gave you the greatest gift he could give you and he just found it under your bed? That would be sad, wouldn't it? So we're going to look at that today. We're going to see whether now that we've received the gift of Jesus Christ and God has given us Jesus Christ, what do we actually do with the gift that we have been given? And Titus 2, 2, 11 to 14 says this, For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. And it teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age while we wait for the blessed hope, the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all wickedness and to purify for himself a people that are his very own, eager to do what is good. And so that verse there that is written by the Apostle Paul to his friend Titus says that, God has brought salvation and it's appeared to all men. That's Jesus. And so God has given us the gift of Jesus, but what do we do with that gift? And and he gives us some instructions there. He says that we are to say no to ungodly things in the world and live self-controlled lives and wait for Jesus and be eager to do good. So he says, now that you have the gift, here's some of the things that you should be doing. And so how do we say no to ungodliness in the world? Anybody have an idea? Mm Mm-hmm. How would you say no to ungodliness? What if somebody said, hey, I don't like our English teacher. Let's go get a bunch of eggs and throw them at his house. Would you be able to say no to that? (laughs) That would just be too big of a temptation. Well, at least you're honest. But that's why Jesus came. Jesus came so that we could look at the temptations of the world and be able to say no to ungodliness because there's lots of things out there in the world that are not healthy for us and they are not good and they don't represent God well. And so one of the things we're supposed to do with the gift of Jesus as we spend time with him and read him and put him on is we have the power to say no to ungodliness. And then he says live self-controlled lives. So that's saying no to something in the world. But what about in ourselves? What does the gift of Jesus help us do in terms of living self-controlled lives? I'll let an adult answer if an adult would like to answer. Any adult answers on self-controlled lives? Right? We're tempted. Oh, they're all too shy. They're afraid to get it wrong. Hmm? Yeah, don't get angry at others. Exactly. Guard your hearts against jealousy or anger. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, you're quick on the buzzer, but not so good with the answers. Yeah, mm -hmm. mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Right. So say no to the world and say no to yourself. Exactly, that's right. And then it says, and what? Keep yourself from crying? Yeah, well, if you're crying for the wrong reason, that's a good example. I know some kids, maybe not you kids, but I know some kids who use their tears to get what they want. Oh, yeah, just stop. Stop crying. That's right. That's a good example. Wait for Jesus, it says. How do we wait for Jesus? That's it, just like you're doing. Good job. We're just waiting, waiting for him to come, right? To be patient, 
to live our lives in a patient way and to be eager to do good. So we've talked about saying no to ungodliness of the world and saying no to ourselves in terms of misbehaving and ungodliness in ourselves. But it says to do more with the gift than that is to actually be eager to do good. How many of you have got up this morning and thought, I'm going to make breakfast for my parents? Oh, just one. And did you make breakfast? Oh, you see, so you were eager to do good, but I think Paul intended here that you're actually to do the good that you're eager to do. Not just want to do it, but to actually do it. That's right. So that's some of the things we do. But how do we do all those things? And this is where we get to talk about Jesus as a gift. So who said that we couldn't read Jesus because he's not a book? Uh Uh-oh. Let's take a look at that. Yeah, he is kind, he's more than just kind of a book. You can read not just about Jesus, but you can actually read Jesus. And this is kind of hard to understand. It sounds really weird, right? That you read Jesus? You read the Bible. John 1, 1 to 3. Let's see what the Bible says about that. It says, in the beginning was the Word. What do you do with words? You read them. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. And the Word was with God and was God. Isn't that amazing? And so just to be certain that we knew what word that they were talking about, John, the apostle or the disciple, goes on to say that all things were made through this Word. And nothing in the world was made apart from this word. And so John is saying, yes, this is the God I'm talking about. I'm talking about God the creator. He was the word that was God and was with God. And as we go on, if we keep reading in that chapter, it says down in verse 14, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. And we have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the father full of grace and truth. And so that's Jesus, right? Jesus is the word and you can read Jesus He's a gift that you can read like a book, cover to cover. You can wear that book out. And so if you've accepted the gift of Jesus, then you can read him in the Bible. And so when God gives you that gift of Jesus, he's expecting you, just like any other book, to read him every day. Okay? And so you can read him. And did you know that you can wear Jesus as well? You can put him on like a winter coat but he's far better than any coat you could wear. If we look in what the Bible says in Colossians 3, 9, it says, you have taken off your old self with its practices and you have put on the new self, which is being renewed in the knowledge, in the image of its creator. And so when you receive the gift of Jesus, you take off the old and you put on the new and it keeps getting newer and newer and newer. And Ephesians 6 tells us what that new thing is that you put on. It says, put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled about your waist and the breastplate of righteousness in place and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. And in addition to all this, take up the shield of faith which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the word of God. That's what you put on. And so when God gave his gift and you receive the gift of Jesus, you can read them like a book and you can put them on like clothes every day. Oh, but you can. (laughs) Let's keep looking. You can read them like a book. You can wear them like clothes. And if you've accepted that gift of Jesus, then you don't want to go a day without putting him on. When you put on Jesus, he protects you and he guards you and he gives you hope and peace. We're going to get there, right? You can also spend time with Jesus. 
If you've received the gift of Jesus, you bring joy to God, who's the giver of the gift, and you bring glory to the gift, who is Jesus, when you spend time with him. God never leaves you, and Jesus is always with you. But we often forget he's there, don't we? And we take him for granted. But God's gift to us was in the form of a person. God's gift to us wasn't a whole bunch of rules and regulations. And God's gift to us wasn't this building or just a place where you could gather, but his gift was actually a person, a person that we can relate to. And we don't just have to only read in the Bible about him, but we can spend time with Jesus personally. And we do this because he left his spirit with us. John 14, the disciple John again is is writing down what he remembers of Jesus' prayer just before Jesus left them. He says, the spirit of truth, the world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he lives with you and will be with you. And so Jesus leaves his spirit with us. And he says later on, Father, just as you are in me and I am in you, may they also be in us. And so Jesus is saying, my disciples, the people who believe in me, they're in me and they're in God and we're with each other and my spirit is in them. And so Jesus says that he and the Father and the Spirit are all dwelling together and we are dwelling with them when we receive the gift. And so one of the best ways to spend time with Jesus is in prayer because he's always with us. We can just, at any time during the day, we can just stop and start talking to Jesus and spend time with him. And so there's a hundred ways that God hopes that we'll use the gift he's given us, just like the gifts you got this morning. When you get a gift, the best way to bring honor to the gift and to bring glory and honor to the giver, is to actually use the gift. Exactly. And so God has given us the greatest gift in Jesus Christ. And just like every other gift giver, he is honored and he's glorified when we use his gift. And Jesus is honored and glorified when he's used as a gift. When we talk with him and put him on and read him and spend time with him, then we bring glory to Jesus and we bring glory to God. And we make use of the gift. And so we've talked a lot about Jesus coming as the gift. But now that the gift has come, we have to all make sure that we actually use the gift that has been given. You guys going to do that? You going to use the gift that you've been given? All right. That's good. Read them like a book. Put them on like a winter coat. Spend time with them in prayer. Brings glory to the gift and it brings glory to the giver. You could feel good the whole day. Absolutely. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for this gift. We've spent a few weeks in anticipation of celebrating the gift, and we thank you that it is a gift freely given. And Father, we don't want that gift to just be collecting dust under the bed or in the corner. Lord, we need to be opening up your word and reading him every day, putting him on like a winter coat, like the armor of God spending time with him in prayer, cherishing and treasuring and loving the gift and bringing honor to the gift and to the giver. And so, Lord, we thank you that you have given us this gift that never stops, that just is every day there for us and that Jesus never leaves us or forsakes us. Father, we often forget about the gift, but you never forget that you've given it. So, Lord, help us to be honoring and to be thankful for the gift that we have in Jesus Christ. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.